What is up, guys? We're just dancing. We're having a good time. We're here for a fun little episode. Hello and welcome to Three Big Things, a Cineboys, but not the Cineboys podcast, part of the Cork Bats podcast network. Um, I'm Kenny from Cork Bats, head boy of the Cineboys, and Three Big Things is a podcast where I sit down with a guest or guests for an in-depth discussion on specific movies and TV shows and maybe games. We talked about it. Oh, it might happen. Hey, you know what? Stay tuned. There might be one, a three big things on the game coming soon. We'll see. Um, why is it called three big things? Simple. We're going to give you three big things, sometimes more, that we think make this movie or TV show special or not so special. Warning. This is no longer a spoiler-free podcast. We toyed around with the idea of it being a spoiler-free podcast, but I did some soul-searching, and I realized if we really want to have good conversations from now on, this is no longer a spoiler-free podcast. So if you're listening and you have not seen Oppenheimer yet, which you've had plenty of time. We we took our time on this one. Uh, if you Yeah. If you have not seen Oppenheimer yet and don't want it spoiled, I mean, you pretty much probably already know what happens, unless, of course, you're uh, Logan Paul. Unless, of course, you're this guy. I walked out of Oppenheimer. Separately, 18 minutes into Interstellar, and I was considering walking out because it was so slow, and now Interstellar is my top three favorite movies. You walked out of Oppenheimer? I didn't know what they were trying to... What are you doing? Everyone's just talking. It's just an hour and a half, 90 minutes. It's all exposition. Just talking, just talking, talking. I feel like I would not enjoy hanging out with those guys. They just scream a lot. Imagine walking out of Interstellar and then using that as an example as to why you walked out of Oppenheimer. Yeah. But then he also says that Interstellar now is one of his top right. favorite movies. No. Which is like, dude, maybe stick around for the rest of Oppenheimer. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I almost walked out of Interstellar, but then I didn't. And now it's a top three favorite movie. But I walked out of Oppenheimer. What? Yeah. I think what we should do just for like a a, a test so we can just be a little bit more high energy. Um, I want to scream like those guys. So here's what we're going to do real quick. All right. I'm just going to say something like, hey, let's talk about Oppenheimer. And then I want you guys to go like, oh, like those guys. Does that work? Yeah. Cool. All right. This is for Kevin because he's the one who makes the clips. All right. We're now high energy like Logan Paul's podcast. Let's talk about Oppenheimer. Oh, oh, shit. We're going to do gonna, that. Dude, that's going to be great. That's going to make for good content. I'm excited about that. So if you haven't guessed it by now, this week we are discussing Oppenheimer, which, yes, it's been a month, almost a month to the day that Oppenheimer came out in theaters. Um, but it's one that we have all seen now. And we've all been wanting to talk about it. And so we figured, you know what? Screw it. You know, let's just go ahead and release an Oppenheimer. It's uh, an Oppenheimer podcast. It's it's still out in theaters. You can go see it. You know, it's still making money. In fact, this week it was announced that it is now the highest grossing movie of all time to never hit number one at the box office. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite Which a, is quite and, a feat. You should like you should see it in the theater. You're doing yourself yes. a disservice if you do not see this one in the theater. Yes. If you can see it at IMAX also, I did not, but I, didn't I, either. I hear seeing it in IMAX is a um religious experience, one would say. So yeah. Oh. Today, I'm going to be joined by two other Santa boys, Mob and Tom. Guys, how are you? How great. Well, I'm really glad you're here. 
And I'm really excited to talk about this movie because I know we've kind of talked about it. Like we, none of us have had like a conversation with each other about Oppenheimer. Barbie kind of dominated the conversation. We did a three big things on Barbie uh, three weeks ago. Um, And so now we get some time to actually like really hear each other's opinions and what we thought were the big things about Oppenheimer. And you know what? There's a lot of big things to choose from. So it's going to hopefully be for, you know, make for a really good conversation. So if you're not aware of what Oppenheimer is, it's a movie directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, Probably the, who would you compare him to? Like, and say he would be of our time. Hmm. I don't, don't know. know. I don't, th- I don't think I you think can. He's, I, yeah. He's kind of his own thing. He's, yeah. he's the Christopher Nolan of our time. I mean, he's, he's, he's just Christopher Nolan. He's the guy who, whenever a movie of his comes out, whether no matter what it is, it's going to be an, kind of an event, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like it's, he's gotten to that point, whether the movie is, you know, interstellar or it's uh tenant like it's still going to be something that people are going to talk about and it's going to be an event yeah 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 it's um that that's for sure and there's not there might be a few a handful of directors out there um who we would consider in that realm but if we're just talking like mainstream like general public people who aren't obsessed with movies necessarily People are still excited to go see a Christopher Nolan movie. So, yeah, that's um, he's one of a kind. He's special. And he yet, you know, yet has or has yet to make a movie where I don't like it at all. There isn't a single one where I'm at least, you know, I, you know, isn't a single one where I've been like, yeah, that one's bad. They're all good. There's a few that are probably not my favorite, probably won't revisit. But, you know, yeah, it's uh it's hard to find a bad Christopher Nolan movie. But anyways, uh, yeah. Directed by Christopher Nolan stars uh, Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy. Killian. Killian. Okay. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, you name it. Rami Malek, Aaron, Aaron Wright. Is that his name? Yeah. Like literally a, a lot of just like actors from like our childhood. Yeah. Josh Peck. Peck. Uh, yeah. Arnett. Like, yeah, a lot of like kid stars who just showed up in a Nolan movie all of a sudden. But um, yeah, anyways, so what we're going to do is we've each kind of brought one big thing we want to talk about or the thing that, you know, maybe stood out to us the most. Uh, and then we'll just kind of discuss that. And um, again, this is not a spoiler free podcast, so there will likely be spoilers, even though this is a thing of history and you should know what happens. But there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I had no idea took place. So there's that. So if you don't want the movie spoiled, maybe stop listening. Um, Or just like keep listening and then just mute it. Or like take your headphones out so we get the play. It's not a bad idea. But anyways, I think we should start with Mob. Mob, what is one big thing you took away from Oppenheimer? Uh, the thing that honestly impressed me the most and that I thought about the most afterwards, quite honestly, was Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Yes. I hope you brought a backup, Tom. So good. I, I've, yeah. got, I've got um, it, it's so it's hard because like I enjoy him as Iron Man and he, as Tony Stark and like there's no one else who could ever do that. But like 
movies like this make me wonder what we lost from him mm. in that time. Because you look at his last his last Oscar nomination, Tropic Thunder, um, and I'm assuming he's getting nominated for this and should be a front runner. Definitely should be. Uh, he's done. <clears throat> let me go through this. <laughs> the Soloist, Sherlock Holmes, and this this is all non Marvel movies. Due date. Uh, <laughs> Chef, The Judge, uh, and Doolittle. That is his Do list little. of non-Marvel movies. Doolittle. What Doolittle. A, what that was film. the last time we saw Robert Downey Jr. Uh, before. Yeah, I, I think I, I saw an, uh, an interview with him or heard or read an interview with him where he talked about how like that was his comeback to Earth movie. Where he's <laughs> like, I've been doing these Marvel movies for so long. It's like, I feel like I can't miss. And then I do that. And it's like, hmm, I'm human. Yeah. So. No, I agree with you. It is an incredible performance. And one of the things about it is that it's very, yes, it is Robert Downey Jr. It's obvious that it's Robert Downey Jr., but it doesn't feel like a very Robert Downey Jr. kind of role. It's very, like, serious, non, like, you know, what's the best way to describe it? It's not. He's not. And he's not Tony Stark. He's not Tony Stark. You know? I think I think He's a lot of times villainous. we just get Tony Stark. Well, and what I what I really love about it is like the whole the first and second act. You're not positive. You he's like he's like this kind old guy. You're mm-hmm, like, oh, yeah. it's this kind old scientist. And then in the third act, when you find out that he's the one who's who's setting up Oppenheimer to get to take all this bad stuff, and he's put this whole plan in motion. That devious turn, and you can tell in the character and in the way he plays it. There's this just this devious turn, and, and now he's just it feels extremely evil, and he played yeah. it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that scene where he's kind of like explaining his whole like reasoning to um, what's the kid's name who played Solo? Yeah, Aiden Aiden Era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kid. Whenever <laughs> that scene, he's just given that whole exposition. Like it was just that was my favorite part. I think because mm-hmm. he just did it with such conviction um, that I just felt like that's probably the best piece of acting he's done in the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. It's very yeah. good. That'll be the, that'll be the Oscar scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it for sure. And I think he's a lock, at least for a nomination. You could make an argument for win. Yeah. Although we're still pretty early. It's right. August. Um, movie came out in July. There's still a lot of movies to come out, a lot of Oscar y drama movies. So, we'll, I mean, it's we'll see, but I think right now, I, I can't think of enough performances or performances that are coming that I think are going to edge him out of getting a nomination. Um, and you know, what's funny is you could make the case for a few people in this movie getting a, a yeah. at least a supporting actor nomination uh, yeah i think i think i think most of the names in the movie like yeah matt damon i could see it great i mean killian murphy should is going to get a nomination too i would assume for best actor you know what i'll go ahead and put it out here i think not only gosh <laughs> am i gonna say it? yeah i'm gonna say it do it i'm gonna say it just because it, you know it gets clicks it's clickbait you ready not only will he get nominated i think he's gonna win Killian Murphy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll win. That's he was he was incredibly good as well, mm-hmm. which is why like Robert Downey Jr.'s performance to me just blew me away because mm-hmm. 
you had these two powerhouse performances and mm-hmm. one of them is the one i was thinking about yeah constantly after the movie yeah yeah fantastic performances from not just them but you know the entire cast and i think i wrote in my spoiler free review that this is probably christopher nolan's best cast Mm -hmm. hands down i can't think of another movie where like top to bottom it was so well acted and cast so i was thinking like after the movie and during the movie i was thinking to myself do you think david or russell saw this movie was like dang it yeah. How come he gets a good cast, a good match? How does he cast, do it? And it's a great movie, and I get one, and they're just kind of bleh. Yeah. Have you seen Amsterdam? Uh, so, so bad. <laughs> we got five minutes into it, and then I think Taylor Swift started singing, and we were just like, "This isn't. This isn't it. This is not what we wanted." And we turned it off and watched something else. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of a side sidetrack in the same realm, but I, me and my wife finally watched Babylon a couple weeks ago. whoa like (laughs) it started out and i was like i don't understand why people hated this movie so much like i was really into it probably for the first solid hour of three it's a long one uh and i was like this is great and then it just takes some turns where you're just like what the fuck dude like i can't i can't watch this this is wild um but Anyways, I digress. I just wanted to sh- you know, shout that out since I hadn't talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> but, and I'm sorry to all like the Twitter people who were super into Babylon. Like, I, cool. I'm sorry, but yeah. Well, cool, Mob. Thanks for your big thing on Oppenheimer. So let's move on to Tom. Tom, Yo. what's your big thing on Oppenheimer? Even though Mob stole it. Yeah. Well, aside from RDJ. Um, I think my other big thing um, that just kind of hit me maybe partway through the movie was I just thought it was really cool how uh, Oppenheimer was not portrayed as like a good or bad guy. Mm -hmm. Like they just kind of portrayed him as, yeah, here's this brilliant scientist who was asked to develop this super weapon to, you know, help with the war effort and he was very fallible character he had affairs he was kind of a shitty person but he was also the only scientist who could probably have made that kind of thing happen uh and so i just think that that was a really cool way to you know feature it and not give like one way or the other like yeah he was all good or yeah he was all bad i don't know i just thought that was a really i think that's like a a smart way to tell a story also i don't know mm-hmm. just kind of leave that up to the audience to kind of decide for yourself yeah the my first reaction would be to say that like oh well he was flawed but i feel like that's definitely too, yeah but i feel like that's too simplistic like it's right. it's way more like i had an idea of what this movie was going to be about and it really wasn't that like mm-hmm. it wasn't like i just thought it was going to be like making the bomb and really yeah. what it's about is like the yes that takes a huge part of the movie it is a big part of it but really it's like how the outside world in so many different ways is affected by it and it's you know deals a lot with politics um shout out to uh gary oldman who plays gary truman and he's kind of a dick uh (laughs) which really bummed me out because i did like a report on harry truman in fifth grade and it was like (laughs) yeah what a hero Kindly old grandpa. Nope. Threw that out the window. So, (laughs) um, yeah, no, it's, um, the movie is so, 
And yeah, he's the central figure. He's the one that really it's focused on. But you learn so much about like politics, the military, um, you know, I, I had no idea what happened after, like, you know, right. all the years after and what became of him. Like, you know, I had, I had no idea about any of that. Yeah. So it's so much more than just a bomb movie. Yeah. I mean, to go deeper into that, like it's kind of a, a look at human nature in the sense that you've got this guy who's a theoretical scientist. He gets so wrapped up in his idea of what he can make and He's in theoretics, like he's not thinking about what actually happens afterwards, just the, the theory of it yeah. all, the concept of it all. And then he gets to do it. He makes the bomb. It gets dropped on two cities in Japan. And then he's like, oh, this isn't theoretical anymore. This yeah. is real. And light. And then it deals with his, you know, what he does after that. And so that's why, like, when you say that, Tom, they don't say he's good. He's not good. He's not bad. It's like it's it's him figuring that out the entire time mm-hmm. too and trying yeah. to make up for that for his bad mistakes right. but also weirdly not being like regretting what he made right either. it's yeah. it's yeah. yeah it's such a cool kind of look at human nature yeah, yeah. it is very interesting um yeah and, and i wrote about that in the 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 review as well that's on cork bats um and, and basically it's just like yeah it's just so much more than what you think it's going to be and for poor logan ball like his head probably would have exploded <laughs> so maybe he, it's probably good that he did walk out because i mean it's not like interstellar in the sense of like you know interstellar really picks up and there's a lot of action in interstellar this movie doesn't have really a lot of action like at all like the most yeah. action you see in it is when they drop the bomb and that's not a very big part of the movie. No. Um, it's movie, a lot of talking. It's a Logan. bunch of white dudes talking. Yeah. And like for a three hour movie, you would think three hours of just conversation moves slow. Nope. Right. Right. And that's why we keep our podcasts under an hour because <laughs> we're just four white guys talking. And it's like, right. you can only take so much of that. Yeah. As much as I like the sound of my own voice. Um, yeah, well, that's great, Tom. Thank you, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Oh, is that some liquid death mango, bro? Yeah, bro. Oh, Ooh, love it, baby. So have you good. had the Have you had the severed lime? Yeah, bro. Oh gosh, that's the what about thing. the convicted melon? Ooh, sure, have. Had it. Oh, it's real good. Oh dang, Look, I there's not a bad flavor. No, nah. oh, it's so good. Anyways. You can't get liquid death at Costco. Well, let me let me round us out with uh, my big thing on Oppenheimer. So let me, if you will pop offenheimer (laughs) (laughs) excuse me uh i've been saving that all day i thought about that on my walk earlier i'm gonna say pop offenheimer at some point in the podcast today um so yeah my big thing on oppenheimer is more of a technical thing um i think that this movie is an absolute lock for sound editing sound mixing Mm -hmm. and visual effects absolutely Um, yeah it is the craziest sounding movie in the best way. Like the way that they use sound in this movie is, is mind blowing, especially not even like necessarily when they're dropping the bomb, but the whole scene in the gym when he's like addressing everybody at Los Alamos, yes. drop the bomb. And there's just like, he's having these, like this inner conflict about what they've done and what it means. And he's trying to address everybody and get them like, amped and it is crazy the way that they use sound to like kind of get that that scene across 
Yeah. Um, they do it again later in his trial. I think when Jason Clark is like yelling at him and yeah. like, you're trying to hear what he's saying, but you just hear the vibrations going on in his head. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the visual effects of, um, how they're, they're trying to use practical effects to kind of show like quantum mechanics in a way. And it's brilliant. Like the beginning, like the opening of the movie, where you're not even really sure what you're looking at, but you're like, it's like a bunch of sparks and stuff. This and is wild. It's and so it's, beautiful. It's all done practically. There's no CGI in that whatsoever. And there's actually a really cool like YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. Some guy is like, hey, I'm just going to go in my garage and remake these. And he does it perfectly. And he sh shows you in his garage how he did it. And it's like, damn, that's real cool. Um, but yeah, I think when we get to early spring next year and we're in award season, I think this is just going to clean up on a lot of those technical Oscars or technical awards. Um, I don't think there's a movie that even stands a chance to come close to it. Like, cause I mean, there's so many movies these days that are just pumped full of CGI. Yeah. And it looks terrible. And thank God there's unionizing with this because I think it's going to make things a lot better. Um, but it's, gosh, this movie's beautiful and it sounds beautiful and it blew me away. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's really my big thing is, uh, you know, come award season, I think Oppenheimer's are going to run away with a lot of those. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, guys. Is there anything else? Is there a fourth big thing that somebody want to throw somebody wants to throw out there that maybe we can talk about? Because there's a lot in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could go. The one thing, uh, the way Nolan decided to say, "Hey, black and white, it's historically accurate. Color, this is kind of conjecture of what might have gone on." And yeah. the way that he did that, like. It's just, it's something new that hasn't been done before. And it makes so much sense. I didn't even know that. Yeah. What was going on. <laughs> that's I that's why like, it's, yeah. it's why it went what? in and out between color and black and white. Black it and white was so much historically sense. accurate. That actually happened. Color was conjecture of what Nolan just kind of assumed what was going on in, in between. Interesting. That's crazy. Wow. Makes me want to go back and watch it again. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, cool guys, this has been wonderful. And we gave you four big things. You got an extra big thing in there. So really, honestly, if you decided, Hey, I don't care about spoilers, but I haven't seen the movie. I just want to hear these guys talk, go see it. Like it's great. And if you've seen it already, go see it again. Nothing we've said is really going to ruin your experience. Not no, I, no, I would say it's pretty spoiler free. Spoiler. They uh, dropped the bomb. Yeah, right. Well, if you didn't know I that, mean, there's tech, there's technical spoilers in in yeah. this, but like it's it's not going to ruin your your experience. Yeah. Also, just shout out to Josh Hartnett. Where the hell? Is I was that? I wanted to bring that up. Oh man, I would. I don't know why I just got that excited, but <laughs> really good. He's fantastic in it. He's like he reminds me of a young Richard Gere in this movie. Yes. Yeah, he's great. Yes. Um, yeah, handsome Josh, as I, ever. Yeah, yeah, he looks great um yeah it's what a great cast so many like oh you're in this movie moments so I was kind of like, who basically it doesn't do anything for the entire movie and then all of a sudden it's just like yeah let me just like drops a bomb feel the scene here 
Yeah. yeah, I was I was kind of hoping that like not because I have anything against Rami Malek, but just because I thought it would be funny that we would get through the whole movie and he would not have one speaking line. Yeah, right. it, it feels like that at some point because you're yeah, like, I, there's Rami Malek. Is he going to say anything? Or just oh, he, he, he just dropped the clipboard. He's not going to say anything about that. Hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. He's probably just really excited to work with Christopher Nolan. I get it. I understand. I'd do right. the same thing. I would take a non-speaking part to be in a Chris, Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, exactly. So, well, there you go. Go check out Oppenheimer, guys. It's been wonderful. I'm so glad you got to hang out with me today. Um, yeah, I know it's been a month, but go go see it. It's still in theaters. Probably will be for a while. So, yeah, don't waste any time. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, Three Big Things, part of the Cineboys podcast. Or, excuse me, a Cineboys podcast, but not the Cineboys podcast. We're part of the Cork Pats podcast network. You can find us uh, on social media at Cineboys on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, be sure to check out Cork Bats on social media at Cork Bats on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and then, of course, check out CorkBats.com. Um, you can read our review of Oppenheimer, which has been up for a while now. Um, and yeah, guys, have a great rest of your week. Right back at you. Bye. Ninety percent of people who listen to our podcast just listen for the song, even though it gets flagged on YouTube sometimes. Don't know why. See you guys. Bye.